0: This is Emmanuel, God with us, the radio ministry of Emmanuel Lutheran Church in Twin Falls, Idaho. This is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Welcome to our Lord's house this morning as we gather together to worship our Savior Jesus. Today we see Jesus in all of his glory, majesty, and splendor. It is the Sunday of the Transfiguration. And so we'll hear that account from the Gospel of Matthew this morning. I will also hear Moses at the uh, at the burning bush. And uh, so we begin, and uh, we sing together our first song: "Here I Am to Worship." name of the father and of the son and of the holy spirit amen almighty god merciful father i a poor miserable sinner confess unto you all my sins and iniquities with which i have ever offended you and justly deserved your temporal and eternal punishment but i am heartily sorry for them and sincerely repent of them And I pray you of your boundless mercy, and for the sake of the holy, innocent, bitter sufferings and death of your beloved Son, Jesus Christ, to be gracious and merciful to me, a poor, sinful being. Upon this, your confession, I, by virtue of my office as a called and ordained servant of the Word, announce the grace of God to all of you, and in the stead, And by the command of my Lord Jesus Christ, I forgive you all your sins, in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The Transfiguration of Our Lord, the appointed Old Testament reading, Exodus chapter 3, beginning at verse 1. Now Moses was keeping the flock of his father-in-law Jethro, the priest of Midian, Moses, and he said, Here I am. Then he said, Do not come near. Take off your sandals from your feet, for the place on which you are standing is holy ground. And he said, I am the God of your father, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, the God of Jacob. And Moses hid his face, for he was afraid to look at God. Then the Lord said, And now behold, the cry of the people of Israel has come to me. And I have also seen the oppression with which the Egyptians oppress them. Come, I will send you to Pharaoh that you may bring my people, the children of Israel, out of Egypt. But Moses said to God, Who am I that I should go to Pharaoh and bring the children of Israel out of Egypt? He said, But I will be with you, and this shall be a sign for you. That I have sent you. When you have brought the people out of Egypt, you shall serve God on this mountain. Then Moses said to God, If I come to the people of Israel and say to them, The God of your fathers has sent me, and they ask me, What is his name? What shall I say to them? God said to Moses, I am who I am. And he said, Say this to the people of Israel, I am. Has sent me to you. This is the word of the Lord, thanks be to God. The epistle is written in Second Peter chapter 1. For we did not follow cleverly devised myths when we made known to you the power and coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. But we were eyewitnesses of his majesty. For when he received honor and glory from God the Father, and the voice was borne to him by the majestic glory. This is my beloved Son, with whom I am well pleased. We ourselves heard this very voice born from heaven, for we were with him on the holy mountain. And we have something more sure, the prophetic word, to which you will do well to pay attention, as to a lamp shining in a dark place, until the day dawns and the morning star rises in your hearts, knowing this first of all, that no prophecy of Scripture comes from someone's own interpretation. For no prophecy was ever produced by the will of man, but men spoke from God, as they were carried along by the Holy Spirit. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Please stand for the reading of the Holy Gospel. The Holy Gospel according to St. Matthew, the 17th chapter. Glory to you, O Lord. After six days, Jesus took with him Peter, James, and John, his brother, and led them up a high mountain by themselves. And he was transfigured before them, and his face shone like the sun, and his clothes became white as light. And behold, there appeared to them Moses and Elijah talking with him. And Peter said to Jesus, Lord, it is good that we are here. If you wish, I will make three tents here. One for you, and one for Moses, and one for Elijah. He was still speaking when, behold, a bright cloud overshadowed them, and the voice from the cloud said, This is my son with whom I am well pleased. Listen to him. When the disciples heard this, they fell on their faces and were terrified. But Jesus came and touched them, saying, Rise and have no fear. And when they lifted up their eyes, they saw no one but Jesus only. And as they were coming down the mountain, Jesus commanded them, Tell no one the vision, until the Son of Man is raised from the dead. This is the Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Hallelujah. Alleluia. Jesus is alive. Our text from our Gospel reading, His face shone like the sun, and His clothes became as white as the light. These are the words of our text, God's grace and his mercy and his peace be multiplied to you now and forever through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Jesus is king over creation and he is the savior of the world. And Jesus reigns Everywhere, anywhere the sun shines, Jesus is Lord. Wherever the moon lights up the night sky, Jesus is Savior. His kingdom stretches from shore to shore. And Jesus says to his disciples, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me, blessings abound wherever Jesus reigns. His forgiveness frees people who are imprisoned by sin and guilt and death. In Jesus, all of those who are weary and burdened find rest for their souls. St. Paul says that in Jesus we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins in accordance with the riches of his grace that he lavished on us with all wisdom and understanding. St. Paul tells us that God the Father seated Jesus at his right hand in the heavenly realms. Far above all rule and authority, power and dominion, and that God placed under Jesus feet all things everything under his feet and appointed Jesus to be head over all things over everything including his body the church and it's not just in the old in the new testament the old testament gets in on this too Isaiah, the prophet of God, writing more than 700 years before Jesus is born, writes this. You know these words well. And he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Of the increase of his government and peace there will be no end. He will reign on David's throne and over his kingdom establishing and upholding it with justice and righteousness from that time on and forevermore. The zeal of the Lord Almighty will accomplish this. Jesus, King of creation, Savior of the world, ruling and reigning over all things. The word epiphany means an eye-opening event. And during the season of epiphany, our eyes are opened. We see Jesus. We see his glory, his majesty, his authority. At his baptism, we see Jesus in the water. We hear the Father say, This is my Son, whom I love. With him I am well pleased. And with the baptism of Jesus, we are in the season of Epiphany. We see Jesus turn water into really good wine at a wedding in Cana. We see him heal a man with leprosy, make a man who is paralyzed walk. And last week we saw how Jesus calms the storm just with the speaking of his voice. But there are even more bold and vibrant and awesome pictures of Jesus as King and as Savior. Here's one of those pictures from the Bible. It's in the book of Revelation. You know how that book is, right? Whenever you ask a group of Christians, what book do you want to study? They say, Revelation. Well, so here's Revelation. In the Revelation, John, the apostle of Jesus, sees our Lord in all of his power and glory and majesty, just as John saw him on the Mount of Transfiguration 60 years or so before. And John says that when Jesus speaks, as he sees him in all of his glory, the voice of Jesus sounds like a trumpet. Imagine that. And that from the throne of Jesus come flashes of lightning, rumblings and peals of thunder. Jesus is praised day and night, and the choir of heaven sings, as we sang this morning, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty, who was and who is and who is to come. You are worthy, our Lord and God, to receive glory and honor and power, for you created all things, and by your will they were created and have their being. Worthy is the Lamb who was slain. Here's another example. In the Old Testament, Daniel sees Jesus in all of his glory, and Daniel writes about it, and he says, I looked up, and there before me was a man dressed in linen with a belt of finest gold around his waist. His body was like chrysolite, his face like lightning, his eyes like flaming torches, his arms and legs like the gleam of burnished bronze, and his voice sounded like a multitude. Other passages of Scripture say that the voice of Jesus sounds like mighty and rushing waters. One more picture. We see Jesus as the burning bush in our Old Testament reading today. And from the bush, Jesus is the one who calls out, Moses, Moses, do not come any closer. Take off your sandals, for the place where you are standing is holy ground. I am the God of your Father the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. And then, of course, the greater picture of all is Jesus in his divine majesty, power, glory, and holiness as the king of creation and savior of the world as we see him on the Mount of Transfiguration. Listen to the way the apostles of our Lord and the writers of the scripture describe it. Matthew the tax collector, describes it this way. His face shone like the sun and his clothes became as white as light. St. Mark writes of Jesus, his clothes became dazzling white, whiter than anyone in the world could bleach them. St. Luke writes of Jesus, the appearance of his face changed and his clothes became as bright as a flash of lightning. They see Jesus, holy, Glorious, majestic, awesome, powerful. They see Jesus in all of his authority. King of creation, Savior of the world. And there are two reactions to Jesus when people see him in all of his glory. One is fear. Moses beholds Jesus in the burning bush. And what does he do? He falls down on his face. In the Old Testament, Isaiah is carried up to the throne room of God. And he sees Jesus in all of his glory. And what does Isaiah do? He cries out, woe is me! I am ruined! The scriptures say to see the face of God and to live is impossible. You will die if you see the face of God Unless you are covered by the blood of Jesus and his holiness, his righteousness. In the presence of the holy, awesome God, in the presence of Jesus and all of his glory and power and might, sinners see their sin. The wages of sin is death. And they fall before Jesus as though they are dead. They are afraid. And they are at his mercy. For those who believe in Jesus, for those baptized, their fear is turned into joy when they see the Lord. For Jesus does not treat us as our sins deserve. That is true mercy. And it is a good thing to be at the mercy of Jesus because he is filled with great mercy for you and me. The other reaction is shown by Peter when he sees the majestic Jesus when he sees Jesus on the Mount of Transfiguration, his face shining like the sun, his clothes as bright as a flash of lightning, what does Peter say? Lord, it is good for us to be here. Let's stay. I'll build a shelter, one for you, one for Moses, one for Elijah. Let's stay here. He does not want to leave. Why? Because it is good to be where Jesus reigns and rules over all things in all of his might and his glory and his majesty. Jesus, in his majesty at the right hand of the Father, means that God has accepted the sacrifice of Jesus for the sins of the world. God has accepted Jesus' sacrifice for you. And because of Jesus' innocent suffering, and death, your sins, all of them, every one of them, is forgiven, covered by the blood of Jesus. Just think what this means for you now. You are holy and you are blameless in the sight of God. You are clothed with the righteousness of Jesus. And therefore on the last day when Jesus returns as King of kings and Lord of lords, in all of his glory and all of his majesty, power, might, And when you stand before him, when you stand before Judge Jesus, and heaven and earth are passing away, consumed in flames, on that day Jesus will not treat you as your sins deserve. He will not banish you to hell where there is wailing and weeping and gnashing of teeth. No, Jesus on that day will call you beloved. He will declare you to be his child. And he will say to you on that day, When he has raised you from the dead, well done, my good and faithful servant. Come, you who are blessed by my Father, take your inheritance, prepared for you since the creation of the world. It is good to be where Jesus reigns over all things. And then you will see the new heavens and the new earth coming down out of heaven from God. And in his kingdom of glory. Jesus will reign over all things forever. Sin and the devil will be no more. The old order of things, death, crying, mourning, pain, all of that is going to be gone. Truth and purity and justice and holiness will be the way of everlasting life. Now the dwelling of God is with men, and the lamb at the center of his throne will be our shepherd and he will lead you and me to springs of living water and Jesus will wipe every tear from our eyes. And it will be good to be where Jesus is, reigning and ruling over all of his creation. Reigning Jesus. This is the image of Jesus that we see On the Sunday of the Transfiguration, Jesus reigning in all of his glory, majesty, power, and might on the Mount of Transfiguration. And we need to see this image of majestic Jesus. Why? Because we are heading to Calvary, we are going to the cross. The season of Lent is fast approaching, almost upon us. And we are going to see Jesus stricken, smitten, and afflicted. We will see him betrayed by Judas, denied by Peter, accused by the high priest, sentenced by Pilate, mocked by soldiers, and crucified between two criminals. We will see Jesus taking our sin, getting our punishment, dying in our place. And when we watch these events, they shake us to the core because we see the severity of our sin. But more than that, we see Jesus' magnificent love for sinners like you and me. Oh, love, how deep, how broad, how high. That the Son of God would take on our mortal form for mortal's sake. That he would go to the cross to suffer and die for you and me, that we might be redeemed and see him in all of his glory and rejoice in that glory. And so before we go to the cross, before we go into the season of Lent, The church here takes us to the Mount of Transfiguration and we see Jesus up on the mountaintop. We see him in all of his glory and all of his majesty as king of creation and savior of the world. And Matthew describes it. His face shone like the sun and his clothes became as white as light. Mark says his clothes became dazzling white, whiter than anyone in the world could bleach them. Luke reminds us the appearance of his face changed and his clothes became as bright as a flash of lightning. This image of Jesus in all of his glory sustains you and me when we stand at the foot of Calvary and we look up at the cross and see Jesus wounded, bleeding, and dying for us. This image of Jesus, it sustains you and me when we face temptation and sin in our life it sustains you and me when the economy collapses around us it sustains us in illness and in accident it sustains us in life and death seeing Jesus and all of his power and glory as we will see him on the last day when he returns and as we will see him for all of eternity gives you and me courage and strength for the facing of each and every day in this fallen world. For we know that Jesus is the King of creation, the Savior of the world. That's what the transfiguration shows us. And that's why this Sunday is such a blessed Sunday for you and me, the children of God. In Jesus' name, amen. Now may the peace of God that passes all understanding keep your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus our Lord to life everlasting. Amen. We speak together the Nicene Creed. I believe in one God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and of all things visible and invisible, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. The Lord be with you. And also with you. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious unto you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. Amen. We sing together our closing song.